Today we're starting a new series called Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, And in this series, we'll be looking at the book of Philippians because it has a lot to teach us about happiness. In fact, it's known as the book of joy. And this happiness that we're talking about is not based on circumstances, but is instead rooted in our relationship to Jesus Christ. Now, Paul wrote this letter from prison as he was facing an uncertain future, possibly facing execution. And yet in the book of Philippians, Paul's brimming with joy and enthusiasm. Is that what you would expect? If you were in prison, possibly facing execution, would your first uh, word for yourself, your first expression of yourself, would it be joy? I think for most of us it would be not joy. (laughs) You see, long-term happiness has nothing to do with the circumstances of your life, but has everything to do with your perspective of the circumstances in your life. Let me say that again. Long-term happiness has nothing to do with the circumstances of your life, but it has everything to do with your perspective of the circumstances in your life. Lasting happiness has everything to do with seeing things from God's perspective. And you only need to think over the scriptures of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who are going to be thrown in the fiery furnace, or other incredible men and women of God who are in desperately dangerous situations, yet because their perspective was relying on God and Him seeing them through, they found strength and even joy in some of these circumstances, which really defied explanation, other than their perspective was very much seeing things from God's perspective. Now, I can think of few greater living examples of this than Joni Erickson Tata, uh, the famous author, speaker, mouth artist, and international advocate for people with disabilities. Now, many of you would know her story, but even if you don't, way back in 1967, a teenager full of dreams and hopes and life tragically broke her neck in a diving accident and became paralyzed from the neck down. Now, on that day, uh, Joni Erickson became a quadriplegic for life. Now, for most people, this would spell the end of their life, right? But despite her initial struggles with despair and depression, which of course you can understand, her life was transformed when she began to see her accident from God's perspective. You see, she recognized Satan wanted to destroy her faith through the accident, but God wanted to make her more like Christ. She wrote this, and I quote, God used this injury to develop in me patience and endurance and tolerance and self-control and steadfastness and sensitivity and love and joy. Those things didn't matter much when I was on my feet, but boy, they began to matter after I began living my life in a wheelchair. Those are pretty powerful words. And did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear the profound difference seeing things from God's perspective made in Joni's life? She said, God used this injury, her quadriplegia, to develop in me, amongst other things, joy. (laughs) Joy. What? Wow. Wow. And this is the first big lesson we need to learn today. And that is to enjoy lasting happiness or lasting joy, you must develop the right perspective. To enjoy lasting happiness, you must develop the right perspective. In other words, you must learn to see things from 
God's perspective. You see, long-term happiness won't come to you by waiting for it to arrive. You could be waiting all your life. And our circumstances often define how we feel, don't they? No, it requires effort on our part to have long-term happiness because happiness that lasts comes from developing the right perspective. It comes from looking at your circumstances from God's perspective. Which begs the question, how do you and I develop the right perspective? (laughs) Well, to develop the right perspective, you need to start saying thanks. Start saying thanks. The Apostle Paul began or begins this letter of Philippians by saying, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Now notice the proximity of these two words, thanks and joy. Now there's a connection between the two. You see it again here in 1 Thessalonians. Have a listen, it'll be on your screens. Be joyful always, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says. And then a couple of verses later it says, give thanks in all circumstances. Be joyful always. Give thanks in all circumstances. The question is, do you want to be filled with joy and happiness? Well, start saying thanks. Start saying thanks. You see, it's impossible to be unhappy and thankful at the same time. It's very difficult to be unhappy and thankful at the same time. The two don't mix. In fact, that's why I brought these little trains along today, my friends. Um, You see, they're just like the two nores or the two sows of a magnet. They repel each other. And I don't know if you're going to be able to get this on camera, but, oh, it's pushing it away. (laughs) Poor train. Now you can play with these later, okay? Come see me. (laughs) But the reason I mentioned this, this, this illustration, is you can't genuinely say... God, thank you for this job and remain a disgruntled employee all day long, can you? (laughs) You can't genuinely say, God, thank you for my spouse and remain critical of him or her all the time. (laughs) You can't genuinely say, God, thank you for my church and complain about every little thing about the church. (laughs) So just like Paul begins this letter with a statement of thanks, I encourage you to begin each day with a genuine statement of thanks to God too. In fact, if you look further, if you read through the letter of the Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians, Paul was thankful to God throughout his letter. (laughs) So why not make thankfulness a habit throughout your day? That will certainly help you develop the right perspective, seeing things from God's perspective. Seeing things from God's perspective. Now, here's the second thing you can do to develop the right perspective. Look for the silver lining. Look for the silver lining. Now, we know the cliche, every cloud has a silver lining. The saying came, from, uh, the saying came about because storm clouds, which are very dark, often have a silver gleam of sun th- sunlight along the edge. You ever seen that? The dark cloud and the sunlight is just on the edge and it sort of gleams like silver. Well, the idea is that with this storm that the cloud brings, it also brings something of value. There may be trouble, but there's always 
a way to benefit from it. There's always beauty in the pain. And this is exactly what Paul did when he wrote to the Philippians. Here he is, stuck in prison, no doubt tempted to say, woe is me, woe is my life. I'm stuck here in jail. I can't go where I want to go. I can't do what I want to do. In fact, he was probably chained to a prison guard 24 hours a day, and that would not be comfortable. All my hopes and dreams have vanished. Woe is to me. Life is terrible. Instead of saying this, Paul finds a way to say, you know what? The situation may not be good, but something good can come of it. He says it like this, amazingly. Have a listen to his words in prison. Now, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. Now, he's saying that since I'm in prison, since my message has been restricted, many people have risen up to take my place. And so, where there was one fearlessly preaching the gospel, now there are many speaking more courageously. And so we see in his letter, he rejoices. (laughs) Now, hardly a day goes by where we don't get hit by a piece of bad news, hey? Every day, there seems to be something. (laughs) And some days, some very big things. Now, we can either let the bad news defeat us, or we can find Christ's blessing in it. We can find Christ's blessing in it. When you face a difficulty, whether it's a minor inconvenience or a major catastrophe, make it a habit to ask this. What good can ultimately come out of this? How can God use this circumstance for good? Every cloud that comes your way has a silver lining. Instead of letting the storm destroy your happiness, look for the hidden benefit. And for those of us who've lived for some time, we know that God can use the worst thing for great good, can't he? To lead us to Christ, to lead others to Christ, to make us take our eyes off ourselves and depend on him. Now this brings us to the third thing you can do to develop the right perspective. And that is, expect the best from God. Expect the best from God. In Philippians 1, we see Paul's confident optimism. He believes that God is in control and that ultimately things are going to work out for the best. He says this, I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Put very simply, he's saying, I believe in you because I believe God is able to finish what he started in your life. And that is God who began your salvation and he continues it in you and will carry it on to completion when Jesus returns and you're welcomed into heaven. God's got you back and he's going to carry your salvation all the way through to eternity. He's going to make sure you're secure. Now, if that isn't the best, I don't know what is. (laughs) God's definitely got your back. Paul also applied this attitude to his situation as well. He was facing an uncertain future. He knew that perhaps he would be tortured and executed for his faith in Christ. And yet he said, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. (laughs) Wow. He was saying, it's all about Christ for me. 
It's all about my relationship with him. And I know, I know that God is in control of this situation. He's in control of my life and your life. And he's going to work out things for the best, for his glory and for my eternity with Jesus. He's going to work it out for good, even when people may have meant it for great evil. And this is what Paul is talking about in Romans when he says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That is, it's easier to develop the right perspective when you realize that God is in control, that's what we've been talking about, and that he is working everything out for your good. Let me say that again. It's easier to develop the right perspective when you realize that God is in control and that he's working everything out your good. Friends, when we know this, we can definitely expect the best from God. And let me say, our ultimate best is not getting a brand new car and everything being rosy and happy, although God might bless you at times and seasons like that. No, the best for us is to become more like Jesus and spend eternity with Him. And God uses a whole lot of bad, yucky, awful stuff <laughs> for our best <laughs> to make us more like Jesus. And it's true, isn't it? You think about that. The tragedies and the heartaches in your life is not only what makes you more like Jesus if you got, you'll let God do that in your life, but it also allows you to care for people in a way you couldn't otherwise, doesn't it? Doesn't it give you a heart of compassion and ability to understand others on a whole different wavelength because God turns tragedy into triumph. God turns tragedy into triumph. Expect the best from God. And that's a pretty good perspective. <laughs> that's a pretty good perspective. That said, and let's be honest, happiness is a tough choice to make sometimes, isn't it? It doesn't always come to us naturally, even if you're an optimist. It's a lot easier to ride the wave of whatever circumstance comes your way, to let this set of circumstance make you miserable right now, and then uh, to let the next set of circumstances to make you happy for a while. <laughs> and that's how most people do it, isn't it? And as I prepared this message, as I thought further about this myself, I thought, that's true in my life too. So often I will let circumstances govern how I feel. But as I was reflected on this message and as I reflected on the scriptures and even on stories like Joni Erickson Tartar or the life of Jesus, I thought, man, this is the better way. <laughs> this is the better way. And it's so true. And when I am doing this and when we do this, we know it's true. When we're really relying on the Lord and not on our circumstances, we do find a peace that passes understanding. There is a better way. And that is when you see things from God's perspective, thanking Him for what He's done or He's doing, looking for God's silver lining in the difficulties, that's a big one. Remembering God is in control so you can expect the best from Him, even if you don't see it right now. When you see things this way, from the right perspective, you can enjoy happiness despite your circumstances. And you can start to develop a happiness mindset. <laughs> a happiness mindset. It's a choice you make, but with everything, what practice makes perfect. <laughs> practice makes perfect. I guess if I practice, then it works out, right? <laughs> so let's practice seeing things from God's perspective. 
That's so key. We don't see the bigger picture, but who does? God. <laughs> so it's pretty helpful seeing it from his perspective, don't you think? <laughs> Real happiness has nothing to do with your circumstances and everything to do with your perspective. So this week, I encourage you to start developing this habit of happiness by looking at things from God's perspective. <laughs> it's a good way to start 2020, don't you think? Start saying, thank you. Say, thank you to God, most of all, for the many blessings in your life. Count them one by one. But also, say thank you to your kids, to your boss, to your spouse, to your parents, to your friends. Say thank you. After all, all blessings are ultimately a gift from God anyway, aren't they? <laughs> thank you. Look for God's silver lining in everything, especially in the irritating behavior of others. <laughs> You can't control circumstances and you can't control what others do, but you can make it a habit to say, what's good about this situation? What positive outcome can I focus on? What can God bring out of this? And expect the best from God. Trust God to bring good out of your difficult situations. Trust God to work out all things for good in your life, making you more like Jesus along the way, and completing his work of salvation in your life so when Jesus comes back, he welcomes you into eternity. Friends, expect the best from God. So let's ask God today to help us with this, to develop the right perspective this year. Seeing things from God's perspective, that's where lasting happiness is found. And what a better perspective than in one very short moment we're going to come to this table to remember what Christ has done for us. And through what would seem the worst thing in history, as a result of God's sovereign hand, from God's perspective, he turned what seemed worst into the best so that you and I might be saved, forgiven, have hope, have eternal life. See what God can do with the worst for our best. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness to us today. And Lord, myself included, if we're honest, so often we're governed by our circumstances in how we feel. But Lord, we ask your forgiveness really of this. We repent of that. And we, we ask, Lord, this year you would help us by, uh, by, by intentionality, by real effort to, to seek to see things from your perspective. Lord, we don't always understand the end from the beginning, but we know in your word you promise that you are faithful, that you do work all things for good, that you love us and are for us and not against us. And because of all these and many other truths, Lord, help us to start giving thanks, to start seeing the silver lining and to expect the best from you. And as we do that, Lord, as we intentionally seek to see things from your perspective, help us to find joy like Paul did, happiness despite our circumstances, happiness whatever's happening. And this wonderful joy would be a beacon of light, not only in our own personal lives, in our families' lives, but also to those around us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.